Today's episode, Seattle Missed Connections are scrutinized. Simone talks about seeing the Go-Go's last week, which leads her to divulge the story of the time she harassed the guitarist. And Stephanie delights in the time Simone took her to see the gayest house in Los Angeles. And here they are, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you dong? I'm dong good. How are you dong, Simone? I'm dong very well, thank you. Um, just listeners, just so you know, uh, we may have a few distractions. I have cats scratching at my door, and uh, Stephanie has kids uh, scratching at, her, at my door, scratch, scratching at her door. So uh, there's a chance we could have to stop, get up, and tend to these kids. I I, I, I thought I had it worse off because uh, because at least my cats don't speak English. But it's more frustrating <laughs> for you, isn't it? Because yours do speak English. It's more English. frustrating. They speak English and then they don't listen. So yeah, um, I'm doing something that you're probably not supposed to. I said that they could have I- Snickers ice cream bars if they were good. Like they, I'm like you each get a whole one. Oh, <laughs> a like, whole one. Yeah, for some yeah. reason that that carries. Because you're talking weight, about so. even when even when you like your parents create incentives or you know you're extra supposed mm-hmm. to behave because of the company you're in. Sometimes those fights just can't be uh, can't be held back and they have to happen. <laughs> I remember that feeling. I and the thing is when they fight, it stresses me out. But I'm also like I totally understand. I remember yeah. being so pissed at my sister. We would draw blood. Like we had yeah. literal knockdown dragouts. All yes, the time. same. My sister and I had a fight in the uh, cafeteria of a science museum <laughs> when I was fourteen. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> who would, like who attacked who or what happened? Well, she attacked me, and I hope she's not hearing this. And oh, she probably doesn't remember. So, but yeah, she. Uh, I had five dollars that my mom gave us to spend <laughs> only if we really, really had to, and we had like boxed juices, and I didn't want them. So I said, "I'm gonna go get a coke," and she's like, "You're not supposed to." I'm like, "But I have this." And she, I went to get it, and she just attacked me, and I went back at it until I realized everyone in the cafeteria was staring at us, and I just kind of held her still until she realized, and then. And it was done but yeah that was how bad. old were you <laughs> i was 14 she was 12. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know sorry about oh, that's you. even better yeah <laughs> no i remember my sister um and we would fight okay what was weird with my sister and me is she's two years younger but she acted older and she was the one who would do everything my parents said and she made really good grades and she was a cheerleader and uh-huh. I was whatever the opposite of that, all that was. And um, so her cheerleader friends would call all the time. And I oh my God. hated them. I hated oh. them. They all had southern accents and perms. And um, <laughs> uh, and they wore bows, like, right on top of their heads. This is Arkansas in, like, the 80s. So uh-huh. uh, whenever they would call, <laughs> they'd say, can I talk to Jennifer? And I'd go, Jenny, it's another one of your stupid friends. <laughs> she would... She would fly at me, and we'd tumble around on the ground, and my parents were just so embarrassed that we were doing that when someone yeah. could hear us, that type, that sort of thing. That's what we fought about. That and clothes. Did y'all fight about clothes? 
Um, just, just, uh, cause, well, not so much me older, cause I was into different things. Hold on one second, I have cat scratching to deal with. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm back. I've employed the spray gun. So, <laughs> it's that kind of parenting over here. It's a bribery there and <laughs> abuse here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fighting about clothes. I not really fought about them because we, we wore different things. I was just into wearing jeans when I was a teenager, into wearing like jeans and band t-shirts and flannelette shirts. And, and I don't really, you know, she just wore whatever. I, I didn't care about fashion that much then. But when we were kids, like my mom would dress us the same. So I was more fighting with my mom then for <laughs> dressing us the same. So exactly yeah, so the same, like you were twins. Yeah, she would buy two of everything: one in one wow. size and one in the next size smaller. One for me and one for her. It was so okay, how bad. long did that go on? Um, I think it went on till I was about twelve, and then I, 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 I really said no more. And then I got mad because she bought she bought us two different sweaters. My sister's was red with like a wintry pattern, uh, and mine had hearts on it. But because pattern. it was, yeah, but because it had the same label, I, I got mad. Like you could tell they were from the same the oh. same style. So even that was too much. So I know that that's my thing with my kids, like because they're at the age where they want to wear certain stuff and like like lolly has this hideous christmas dress that's corduroy and has scotty <laughs> dogs on it that like someone you know an aunt gave her and she uh -huh. loves it and she wore it like last week and i'm just biting my tongue i'm like okay you can wear that but i hate it you know yeah i've hidden it in the back of her closet and whatever i just i don't want it to be a big deal i want them to be able to dye their hair colors and do stuff like that yeah like, you know as long as they're not doing really bad stuff I, exactly. I don't know I'm already trying to pick just my keep them off the drugs we'll that's, that's keep them off the and, and off the stripper pole those are my responsibilities oh so. god yes <sighs> fucking know. stripper poles I, I don't buy this whole poles. thing where women think that's so liberating to be on a stripper pole does that annoy you when when women um, like want to take a, a, a pole dancing class and <laughs> and talk about how liberating it is yeah well if the that's not liberating it's it's slutty and it's fun but don't talk about it being liberating like yeah exactly I, um and but the thing is about stripping is that how much money they can make and if you have kids like i can and you're a single parent like i can get i get it you know oh that i get that part of it but to, night, to say but it's liberating is i don't i don't get that yeah. i understand why there's a purpose for it i don't disrespect the people actually do it but when just ordinary you know housewives want to go do it i think it's that whole vegas thing like oh i'm going to vegas oh, oh i'm gosh. on a stripper pole it's this it's this lame half-assed <laughs> badass in vegas thing. right now uh-huh um he's teaching like a blackjack boot camp and on our calendar it says david <laughs> david's teaching a bj camp <laughs> <laughs> I but love anyway. so much. I, ever since you told me that you just abbreviate his blackjack trips to BJ, I, <laughs> I just always talk about. And I always think blowjob instead of blackjack. I know, right? And they write BJ meetings, you know, having a... It's so know, funny. All these BJ guys conference. getting together for BJ meetings. It's only guys <laughs> talking about their BJ <laughs> techniques. So um, David called me from Vegas today and he's like, Stephanie, there are these, you know, all the whores here, all the social commentary that I could be making, you know, if I had someone that would listen to me. He goes, there are these, there are these girls I saw last night. They look like they've been set on fire. Oh, <laughs> they had just so much makeup on. And he said they were trying oh. to do the smoky eye, but it was really, really bad. <laughs> and, you know, their roots and, and they were dressed it's just in the typical Vegas stripper way and uh, yeah i was like why didn't you take pictures you know my thing about taking pictures of strangers yes. 
the inappropriate <laughs> part of the set on fire. Oh, before we go any further, I just wanted to confess. Uh, mm -hmm. So two episodes ago, we introduced the listeners to uh, Chris Dane Owens uh, and his Shine On Me, which, you know, was presented as a, uh, you know, uh, so bad it's good sort of sort of thing. But uh, anyway, I couldn't help myself because I really grown to like the song. So I actually spent the 99 cents and bought it on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know, there's something about it. I think I sincerely like the song now. So. Oh my gosh. No, it's catchy. <laughs> yeah. There's something about it that I actually honestly enjoy. So it's on my iPod, and the day after I bought it, I cranked it in the car, and I enjoyed it. Oh my gosh, I wish I was there. That's yeah. So oh, that's sorry, people. I was supposed to wave the flag of sense, but I've no, lost it No, no, it's fine. That's... <laughs> You have to embrace your humanity, and humanity exactly. is ugly exactly. sometimes. It is ugly, and sometimes it's beautiful, like Chris Dane Owens. <laughs> I just love how he waves his guitar around. <laughs> oh, I know. Part of the video. I know. It's so ridiculous. Um, so, um, speaking yes? of YouTube videos, um, yes? I just discovered um, this prank call. I'm I love prank calls. I'm super immature and kind of like a guy in that way because uh -huh. I just don't know many girls that think they're as hilarious as I do. But when they're good, they're so good. And you're married to someone who has a prank call CD who, that kills me. So maybe yes. you'll get this. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I was um, listening to a Lavender Hour, um, an old one from like a year ago. And um, they were talking about this Robert Popper prank call that he did with Tim Heidecker. Uh -huh. And they called a hotel. They're trying to make a reservation. And they said that they were Siamese twins. And they, can you accommodate a man with two brains? And they're both talking at the same <laughs> time. And I won't say anything else. But I I was laughing so hard. I was rolling around hitting things <laughs> and gasping. And I was at work. And then my headphones. And I'm like, are you okay? But I mean, he's <laughs> doing that every few days. So then, uh, so I got this book they were talking about that you said you have, and I'd never heard of it, but um, Robert Popper wrote it with the yes. name Robin Cooper, I guess. And it's it's like Letters to a Nut, but like a better British version, basically. Uh -huh. And um, so I was reading that on the bus and started like kicking the seat in front of me and, and just snorting. <laughs> and I had to stop that because those people aren't used to me. So um, Yeah, I have the book, um, but I haven't read it. So I, I appreciate your endorsement of it. Oh, God. I, I like it. I pee like you will pee when you're reading this. At least I think you will. Cause, okay. Oh God, it's so brilliant. Well, so that's a great endorsement because we all want to be peeing. <laughs> My friend Shane, when he sends me a link that's really funny, he says, "Put on an adult undergarment before you." <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who also said we were talking about blowjobs and virginity and stuff. He goes, "If there is a wiener in your mouth, you are no virgin, honey. There had better be a snake bite on that wiener." <laughs> really is the only good reason to do that. <laughs> I mean, there's no, you know, survival reason to do it. Survival. That's a survival, that's a survival reason. It always comes down to survival reason. Okay, so did you go see the Go-Go's? Was that the Hollywood Bowl that you said? No, no, it was at the Greek Theater. It was at the Greek oh, okay. Theater, which is really nice because I could walk to I think it's the first time in my life I've walked to a show. Are you serious? Yeah, it was like that's a 25-minute so walk. Yeah. Oh my god, so was this just this night, like last night or something? Uh, this was on Wednesday night. Oh, Wednesday. Uh, no, last night I was getting my hair done. 
Yes, on Wednesday I went to see the Go Go's and I got free tickets through Cost Plus World Market. (laughs) (laughs) I got an email and they said, spend $20 or more at World Market and you can get two free tickets to see the Go Go's. And I thought about it and I was like, eh, Greg's not going to be here and I don't want to go out there. Nah, fuck it. So I I just gave up on the idea. And then I uh, got another email two weeks later. Click on this email, put in this code, get two free tickets. Like, you don't have to buy anything. I guess they couldn't get rid of them, so. I was oh like, okay, God. for that I will, I will, I will go see the Go Go's. But I like the Go Go's, but I just, I only know their hits. I'm not that familiar with their albums or anything. So, so I went. My friend Lisa and I went, but uh, but it was fun. You know, they played the hits, of course, and and it was Belinda Carlisle's birthday. But what oh, it did right. remind me of, which I which I wanted to talk about on the show, was uh, the time that I met Jane Wheedlin in person, maybe about five or six years ago. And no way, she's so <laughs> sweet. Like just from what I've seen of her and like read interviews, I totally love her. I know she's so, so adorable. Like you know, I've always thought so. I love her as um, Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh she's yeah, that was perfect. so cute that in that. Was so um, so I knew her from that, and then, uh, you know, obviously the Go-Go's. And then, like, she was on The Surreal Life. Do you remember that show on VH1 where they yes. brought the celebrities Adrian, to live in the house? that's where Adrian Curry met um, Bobby Peter Brady. Exactly. And they ended up I, getting married, and now they're divorced. But anyway, yeah. But was that the same series? I can't, I rem- can't remember if that was the same it season. It was. It was the same season? Okay, the Jane Wheedland season. So also on that season was The Brat. And she was saying, <laughs> like, she was saying... Talk, you know, because they're talking about what they think about the people in the house. And she said, I don't, and this is Jane, I don't know who that is. Some has been. And I was just like, I, I had never even heard of DeBrat. So I'm like, who the fuck are you? I was really pissed yeah. about it, you know, that she had said that about Jane Wheedland because I like Jane Wheedland. I had no idea who this little bitch was. Seriously. So anyway, so then fast forward to maybe a year, a year and a half, two years later, and I'm at a, I'm at a Beyond again, an ABBA cover band show. And I see Jane Wheedland there. And um, and Tommy and I have had uh, several really strong margaritas, so I'm like I saw her at the beginning of the show, but I didn't say anything because I was sober. But by the end, I was so drunk that I went up to her and I was like, I just said hi, <laughs> just wanted to say hi, and yeah, I really liked uh, liked you on. No, what did I say? No, I saw her play with Green Day once. I was like, yeah, I saw you with Green Day, and it was really <laughs> cool. And, and and she was like, oh, thank you. And then and she was all happy that I was saying I saw her with Green Day. But then Aww. I said, and you know, I saw you on this in real life. And that Brad, she said, you're a husband. Fuck her. She's the never was. I never even fucking heard of her. And like, oh, she man. just looked so uncomfortable and uh, like unhappy that I brought that up. <laughs> I was oh. like, I felt so bad, but it was done. <laughs> and then, and then to close it all out, I said, well, I'm going to let you go. And then I hugged her. Oh God. So wow. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel like I still like love Jane and think she's adorable, but now I have this eternal guilt for like humiliating her by bringing up that Debrat called her a has been. No, to her I have face. that feeling too about someone we both love a lot. Oh, <laughs> that was the worst. So anyway, I commiserate with you because that's just painful. Because every time you think of that person, you feel sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. She didn't deserve that. Just the look on her face. It was really like. It was like I'd brought up like a, she looked like I'd, you know, brought up a serious trauma. (laughs) Like that was the look on her face. Like I was like, (gasps) yeah. But I mean, you go on a fucking reality show, you're opening yourself up for this shit. You know, you You chose to go on this and let everybody see you in this. I mean, and you go on a show like that, like this is a show of has-beens 
you know, <laughs> thrown together. What do you fucking expect? Not that I'm trying to forgive what I did, but you have to, you know, add that to the well, mix sure. also. Okay, so last week I came across some shocking news that Los Angeles is famous, as I call it, the House of Gaydom is up for sale. Now, Stephanie, do you want to talk about the House of Gaydom? Because I, I, well, I remember in our first, well, the first time you came to LA after you knew me, I said, do you want to go here or do you want to see the gayest house in LA? And you're like, I want to see the gayest house in LA. And you're like, Shh. <laughs> you just freak the fuck out. So yeah, so we, we took you I to did. see, you did. You were just like, you just, your face went red and you just, I think there was a vein <laughs> popped also and you were just really, really, really excited. So uh, would you like to tell the people it about that? anything. About, I could have ever have expected. <laughs> Would you oh like to God, tell the Simone, people that about That was just it? another turning point in, in our love story because it for was. you to have the gayest house in L.A. and like know where it was and know that I would maybe want to see it. Yeah, exactly. And that you would, like, it was on your radar like it was. I just fell in love. Oh, so yes. we pull up this house. It's all white and it has big fence around it and 11 statues of David. No, it's 18. Um, okay, 18, <laughs> way more than 11. And it, I, I, there was like some douchey car out in front, like a Ferrari or something. And yeah, but it's like this, this was, crazy, like orange flame colored, yeah, ridiculousness. I can't even, I can't even explain how, I cannot possibly describe how gay that house is. Yeah. And we were talking so much about who lived there and, you know, we're trying to speculate on just how gay that person was that lived in that house. And what, what's, what are some other exciting details? I've only seen it a couple of times. Yeah, well, it's, well, well, you saw that one time. And, and I, you know, I, anytime I'm near there, I, you know, I take people there. And it's definitely a, a sight to behold. But my, we t one time we took people there. And it was, I think it was just after, um, it was two years ago. It was just after Michael Jackson's birthday, even though he had died by then. <laughs> and he had put... Michael Jackson beat it jackets on all of the statues. <laughs> and then there was this giant 15 foot tall cutout. Like it was like a painting, not actual picture of him and Michael Jackson in the middle of the lawn, like, like they're friends, but I don't think they ever actually knew each other. This is this guy's fantasy. Wow. Yeah. It was insane. But the last time I took someone there in January, we just pulled up and I was pointing and the guy went by and he waved at me. And I was, it was one of the happiest moments of my life. The guy who he's lived such there? A, yeah. Cause he's just such a mystery, you know, you saw him in the yard. He was pulling, he pulled out of the driveway and drove right by oh, me. So God. yeah. So that was utterly thrilling, but, um, I could have stared at that house all day. Oh, I know. It was so, it's, it's so magnificent. So don't worry, we'll have a, a picture and uh, on, on the website and also a link to an article about it that was in the LA Times this week that tells us it's up for sale. So the article's fascinating because what it's saying is he put all that stuff there because he thought it would draw attention to him and his rising music career. And instead <laughs> it just brought attention to the house and he's just the guy with the house, not this famous guy that has this neat house. So uh, it kind of whole, the whole thing kind of backfired. So he's sick of the house association. So that's why he's selling it. So um, that's unfortunate because yeah. I think, I think it should be, it you know, preserved as, you know, a historical, historical site. Historical monument. Exactly. Well, but. Tommy says that she thinks it should um, be the new Dongtini headquarters because of all the dongs in the yard. I know. The that should definitely be Dongtini headquarters. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm just not for $2.1 million, which is what it's currently on the market for. 
That house just screams dong. Doesn't it? It screams dong. Shrieks. Was it Ryan that lived in LA and had theories about about uh, who the guy was? Uh, no, that was my, my ex-boyfriend from college. He went to grad school out there and drove by it every day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. elaborate theories about who lived there. So, and I sent them to you one time. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And they were so funny because what he said was that he thought the guy was either uh, a black guy or with really bad taste or like a white record producer. And I guess it's a combination <laughs> of the two. He's like a black like record producer, singer guy. <laughs> so I was really, really fascinated when I found out that he'd actually more or less hit the nail on the head. I mean, he'd, he'd found all the major components of, uh, of what of the per kind of person that would do a thing like that. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew. And it was funny because I like had taken a picture and put it on Facebook or something like, and they just called it the gayest house in LA was my caption. And he yes. wrote, the gayest house in LA correctly identified. <laughs> So last week you sent me a picture of Chaz Bono. Where did you find that? Oh yeah, I think I found that on Delisted, which is way better than Perez Hilton or any other kind of gossip website. This guy, like super gay guy, hysterical commentary and super filthy. So he was saying hysterical things about Chaz Bono. And um, it's okay coming from a gay person because they can kind of be snarky and it's not bad because they're talking about another gay person. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I view it. So um, I don't get too sad for Chaz, but um, she's really, um, what, oh God. I, I just, I remember when she was on Celebrity Fit Club and uh -huh. my heart totally went out to her and, you know, she, she was so sweet and so she's gotten a surgery and. When she, was on, now. When, she, when she was on Celebrity Fit Club, was she Chaz or was she Chastity? Chastity. Oh, and so she, she had a girlfriend. You know, she still has this girlfriend. And so I was asking Ryan, gay Ryan, who... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to call him gay Ryan, but I was asking him because he's gay. What do you do when you have a sex change operation and you're suddenly a man, but you still have a girlfriend? Like, what is that called? Yeah. And he said, he goes, I don't know. The other white meat? The what? <laughs> the other white meat? <laughs> So I guess there's not really a term for it, but I'm kind of confused about that because Chaz still has his girlfriend. But. Yeah, because, you know, it's like if... Well, I don't think she got a dong. She just... Uh, I think she just... Yeah, I don't think she has a dong, like some sort of form dong. So I guess she's kind of the same, but just more masculine. I don't I don't really know all the specifics of the of the operation. But, but I was saying when I saw that picture of her that I wasn't convinced that she actually wanted to live as a man. I was convinced she more wanted to live as the lead singer of Smash Mouth because that's what she looked like. <laughs> It's so like exactly she saw like All Star and was like, that's that's who I aspire to be. And this whole transformation is he just happened to be a man. And and that's who that's who she's aiming to be. She looks just like him, don't you think? Exactly. Totally I hate exactly. that I know what remember, he looks like. Do you remember when he was on The Surreal Life? No, he was on he there. Was. Oh. He was on it the same season as Mrs. Brady. Oh, God, I didn't see that. I didn't see any yeah. of that. That's another reason I hate Shrek is because of that Smash Mouth song. That's yeah, it, it's a problem. It's a little bit of a problem, mainly because I hear the kids singing. Somebody wants. Oh to. fuck! You know Greg yeah. has a um, has a uh, Smash Mouth toothbrush 
that like does he really yeah it's like this <laughs> toothpaste that play music when you like play, like it, but it like plays in this funny <laughs> way like it's supposed to go in through your jaw or something i don't know and he just uses it to, he doesn't have it anymore but yeah he uses it to i guess torture himself but did someone give it to him or did he get it uh, he got it at the 99 cent store for himself. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's amazing. Remember when I got him Axe body spray and he was so touched? He goes, Stephanie, got you something. And he's like, oh. And they looked at it and goes, oh. Yeah. It's still <laughs> in there. <laughs> it is? It is. So oh. I thought of a Chastity Bono thing to add. My grandmother, uh, we were watching the Sonny and Cher show in the 90s, I think. And she... Um, we were watching Sunny and Cher, and uh, she said, Oh, I remember I used to watch this show, and they had that little girl. She must be grown up and married now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and then I said, uh, uh, and she was sitting kind of way back in the living room, and I called out and said, She's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and she's, she was quite deaf, so she didn't hear. And, uh, and my mom says, She didn't hear. And I go, She's a lesbian. <laughs> And then she still didn't hear. So then my mom's standing right next to her going, she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then and then, she said, oh, and then she paused for a moment and said, hmm, I don't care to see those lesbians and homosexuals perform. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but this is the grandma who loves um, Liberace. Yes. Right? This is the grandma that loves Liberace. So. Oh my God. And, and whenever that you sort of bring up that, well, hey, you know, Liberace was, you know, gay. She's like, I, I, I just like his music. I don't I don't want to get I'm not interested in his personal life. That's his business. So that was how she would, you know, she had to find a way that she could be Christian and and continue loving Liberace. So I guess it's wow. nice to see that, you know, she I think she maybe she felt compelled to dislike you know homosexuals but at least when one could reach her through music she was willing to uh, to look the other way <laughs> hmm. yes that's a step it's a step <laughs> yeah okay lolly does not want snickers ice cream i don't think oh hey, what's up so i was looking at um misconnections um, oh because they're just hysterical like i don't know how i started looking at him a few years ago someone sent me a link and then i started sending you the most hilarious ones you and jp and greg yes and they never fail to be hysterical to me um this this is just you know in your local pages if you're bored um go look them up and you'll find like here's in the seattle area someone wrote these are just the titles too uh-huh does anyone know shireen from the hot topic in alderwood mall <laughs> Here's another one. You made me nervous at the Target in Linwood. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one that said pear-shaped, wi- pear-shaped women, like plural, weeknights at 11.40 p.m. at 3rd and Yesler. <laughs> and so I, I clicked on that one. He goes, I see you some weeknights at 11.40 p.m. You have a cute, funny nose, funnies in quotes, uh-huh. a big butt and big sexy thighs. I hope the crackheads don't bother you. You walk slowly because you have huge thighs. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great big bubble butt. Wow. Your hair is dark and you wear it short. Also, the one thing that makes you really cute is your freakishly big bent nose. I love your nose. I want to be your boyfriend. Aw, <laughs> that's cute. I hope it works I know, out there. I know. There's something sweet and earnest about all of them. There is, but it's just weird. I just, I'm always fascinated by the chances of, of, you know, especially now with 
I think maybe in the old days, like there was just less less media to look at. So there was a higher chance that somebody would read the same paper as you. But now, I mean, how can you expect somebody to find your misconnection on one of a million places that people can post stuff, you know? Oh my God, did you hear that? <laughs> I did. Snickers deprivation in effect. Are you, are you oh. withholding the Snickers? I am, that was an egregious offense. It was. <laughs> I'm gonna have to hold to that one. Yeah, because if you don't, then, they, then they'll know they'll get it anyway. Yeah, there's, um, Judah's been asking more questions lately that I was telling you about that are making me wish that I got in the dog instead <laughs> 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 who will ask me really crazy details about sex. God, what is his problem? Why is he not disgusted I, by knowing this no. stuff? Uh, I just think that he's he's nine, so he's not quite to the age where it's too gross yet. Like, he's totally prepubescent. Oh, my God, that's a gross word. <gasps> and isn't that disgusting? <laughs> oh, it's not that. I'm just thinking of Judah being that. It's just like, like how did he get that old? You know, I've known him since he was, what, five? Yeah. You have. I know. He loves, they love you so much. They love Aww. you like an aunt. It's so sweet. Aww, I love them. Yeah just growing up and it's it's so sweet that he wants to ask me this stuff now that's a nice way to think about it but anyway it's yeah (laughs) i know that's the nice part i'm like uh, thank god that he wants to talk to me about it because i there's some like other moms in his cub Cub scout troop who are like no we do not talk about that if they ask me anything i'm like no we don't talk about that yeah and it's crazy i'm like that maybe in the 50s and 60s that's what they said but that's like a recipe for disaster, basically. <laughs> yeah. Won't let them come talk to you. But Judah's feeling really, really free to talk about stuff. So the other day, what did he ask me? I probably have packed it down. He asked um, you how many people you'd slept with. He said, how many men have you slept with? Oh, so, so specific. Rose. Yeah, and I know that he got that question from Modern Family, like we were watching Modern Family and oh. someone asked the yeah, the mom, like, how many men have you slept with? And she goes, Eight. Next question and I'm like, Oh damn, I'm you're not getting an answer out of me that easy <laughs> <laughs> He goes he goes, I'm just asking because you've had a lot of boyfriends and I'm like first of all, what makes you think I've had a lot of boyfriends? And second of all, I think that he thinks that it really does mean sleeping. Like you're just lying there sleeping Yeah, together, so. I seem to remember thinking that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought that for a long time. So. Yeah. I told him, I was like, yeah, um, you know, when they say that, they mean having sex and they don't mean sleeping, just lying there sleeping. It's like, oh, okay, so um, how many? <laughs> oh, you'd think that would t- put him off. See, this is the thing you're saying, like, he's he's too young to be put off by. But when I first learned about the mechanics of it when I was eight, I remember thinking, no, 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 my, they, they they did not do that. No, Mm -hmm. like, everybody else did that, but they didn't. And then then after that, when you realize that that's the only way, that they just did it that one time, and then one other time Mm -hmm. for my sister, and, like, that's it. But, so, you know, from as long as I can remember, I did not want that to be happening between my parents. So I don't know why he's so interested and not horrified. I know. So I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, Please 
like us on Facebook or subscribe on iTunes and visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material. So on that note, uh, Stephanie, do you have anything to add? Mm, no. Okay, cool. So on that note, uh, <laughs> bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Make me satisfied You only want to ride But that's alright by me We happen to be free For what tomorrow